0: You are listening to the music room with Aileen Miracle and
1: Katie Manichi.
0: All right, hi everyone. Welcome to episode number 53 of the music room. We are back after a little bit of a break this summer. And this podcast episode, we are going to talk about what the fall will look like. And obviously, we're going to talk about what it looks like for Katie and I. So we're not going to cover every single situation. But I think uh, what we're talking about, we actually have two different situations. So hopefully um, you will find something useful from this. All right, Katie, how are you doing? You know, every day is a new ride. It is. (laughs) (laughs) So you and I were just talking right before I I, uh, started recording that um, when I did my last podcast episode, oh, geez, I want to say it was maybe like in May. I Mm -hmm. thought in my head that I would be doing another one like after a month or two at the latest because I thought I would know more by then, but the end of July came along and I still didn't know very much. (laughs) So I just kept pushing the podcast episode until we knew more and now we know more. We still don't know everything, but we We do know more. more. All right. So
1: I respect it. We've had this conversation that I, I respect that so many districts have waited and tried to be as thoughtful about their decisions as possible. But yes. I think this has been a real test of patience. Yes. Beyond anything any of us have experienced.
0: For sure. I don't, I don't really consider myself a naturally anxious person. Sure, Um, But this summer, my anxiety was definitely at an all-time high Mm -hmm. um, because I just didn't know what was going to happen. And it's just, and I'm also a planner, so it's hard to plan when you have no clue what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So then you have all these scenarios running through your head of what if this happens and what if that happens and what if this happens? And it was really hard. Um, I'm sure a lot of you can relate. I'm
1: always anxious, but this was this was next level. Yes, (laughs) that's normal for me.
0: (laughs) This was super hard. Um, But now we have some answers, and I definitely feel like my anxiety has gone down a little bit.
1: That's Um,
0: good. Yeah. There are still some questions, but we are going to talk today about what each of our scenarios looks like. And actually, we, even though we are in the same district and have been teaching at the same building, Uh um, going into next year, we will not be at the same building, nor will we be in the same situation. So I think this will be good for us to talk through two different situations. um, And hopefully those of you listening will be able to relate to at least one of us.
1: <laughs> yes, I think so. Yes.
0: So Katie, go ahead and tell us what your situation will look like in the fall.
1: Yes. Well, we are, we are in the Buckeye State. here in Ohio and our governor has given us levels based off of the severity of spread of COVID-19. So Level one is the lowest level of spread by county. Level two and three are like moderate to severe spread. And level four would be like we've lost control of what's happening. Right. Yeah. So um, our district has chosen to, and I, I kind of described it that way, pair together level two and three, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, So that at those two state levels, they would most strongly consider, and this is just one piece of the puzzle, but they would strongly then consider what we call a hybrid model. If we were to go down to level one, we would be at all in instruction. And if we went up to level four, we would then go back to a distance learning scenario like we did in the spring, but hopefully less emergency in its level. Mm -hmm. So um, what that brings at the hybrid model, which is what I am preparing to start the year with, is uh, six foot of distance, um, half of the students on a given day. And it's not an exact split. It's interesting. I, I have classes as large as 14 and as small as seven.
0: That's really it interesting because,
1: an, it is interesting. yeah,
0: and we split by last name, right? Like a correct through, a through K, and is that right?
1: Yes, and just globally in our building, we had more L through Z or K through Z than mm-hmm. we did the first half of the alphabet. Um, so it's just interesting that numbers are higher on that um, second group mm-hmm. universally in our building. So, um, our district does not have the space to offer a full-time kindergarten model on any given year. Right. So we have adjusted over the years to allow for full days of kindergarten, but um, not five days. So our kindergartners typically attend school on Monday, Thursday, every other Wednesday, or Tuesday, Friday, every other Wednesday mm-hmm. and because we already are set up for that scenario. That is how all of our students are approaching the hybrid model. Right. Which it makes the schedule look so neat.
0: Right. <laughs> it's a so lot we have of this fun. whole like um, dark blue, a day or light blue, a day dark yes. blue a day
1: because we have to be on brand. So the colors have to match the logo.
0: Right. <laughs> shade of blue. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And kindergarten. Um, yeah. yeah, talk to us about kindergarten because that is different.
1: Yeah, so kindergarten, because to hybrid a hybrid would be silly because then kids would be coming like once a week. Right. Um, they've chosen to just keep those students at the same schedule. So they'll actually benefit from re- receiving the same minutes of instruction. Um, but they're keeping they're capping the class sizes so our district allocated funds for uh, long or one-year contracts for certified kindergarten teachers to come in and ensure that all the class sizes were low but i do find that um i want to say about 30 percent of our district has gone for your model that you'll talk about in a minute so um because of that my kindergarten classes are all at 11 right now. So even those Amazing.
0: are fine. Yeah.
1: A lot of, of, of young kiddos are staying home, which I think makes sense. I think even for my own daughter and yours as well, mm-hmm. we, we both are fortunate to be able to have that option. And I know we're keeping our girls home. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an interesting scenario. Uh, the last piece I'll share is that we typically teach on an A through E rotation, but because my, my number of classes now doubles due to hybrid, it mm-hmm. will take approximately 10 school days to get through a rotation. Right. Because there's a light blue A through E and a dark blue A through E.
0: Right. Yeah. And then when um, the students are not at school... Like, if it's a Monday, Thursday, every other Wednesday class, (laughs) and they're home on Tuesday and Friday and every other Wednesday, talk to us about, like, what you're doing for the online portion.
1: I think our district has been really gracious here. I think they've come up with a good um, middle ground for us. We are expected to post things, but they also understand and are explicit in explaining to stakeholders that we cannot clone ourselves. So uh, we are expected to upload materials that allow for practice or extension mm-hmm. on our district-wide platform, which is called Schoology, which I think a lot of districts use. So um, I, I know, you know, Aileen and I both like to post, agendas when kids come into the room and a lot of times we hyperlink them anyway so I know my intention for the practice is to post those agendas and then the extension will actually be fun because I've been doing some research on individualized learning plans and also our district and our our music team had been working on hyperdocs and choice boards right so I think those extensions will actually be one of the things I'm looking forward to yeah yeah not to give that away
0: No, it's okay. All right. So now my situation is different. Um, When the district came out with their initial plan, I don't know, was that like July 15th or something like that? Does that sound right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: I was very happy to hear that there was a option for teachers um to do what they are calling CDL or committed distance learning. Um, so it was something that we had to apply for. Mm-hmm. And then I had to wait a month to see if I got it, which is part of the reason I had so much anxiety. It was a long month. It was a really long month. Um, but the reason I wanted to do it, um, first of all, um, my youngest daughter Macy has asthma. My husband has asthma and they are both very prone to getting bronchitis and pneumonia. Like Macy got pneumonia twice this past uh-huh. winter. So um, just the thought of bringing home, especially when, you know, we're teaching so many students of bringing home something that could make them really sick was uh-huh. frightening to me. Um, so I applied for CDL and then, like I said, waited a really long month to figure out if I got it. And I did, so I was really excited about that, but I still didn't know exactly what that looked like. Um, Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until this past Thursday, um, which is not even a week ago, that I received word of kind of like more detail of what that would look like. So um, instead of doing like this A, B, C, D, E, or... A A B B C C D D E E or whatever <laughs> rotation. <laughs> um, instead of seeing the students basically once a week, instead, it uh, it took me a while to wrap my mind around it. But instead, I will actually see two grade levels a week, but it'll be every day that week. So, like the first week of school, which is August thirty first, um which is later than we've ever done it. So that was part of the district's plan that I really appreciated is that they're Mm -hmm. actually giving us two weeks um, starting this week and then next week as well to do, um, to set up our classrooms, whether that be in-person or virtual to do some professional development, to have meetings. So that's awesome that they gave us that time. Mm -hmm. So starting August 31st, I will have kindergarten and fifth grade that first Mm -hmm. week. Um, And then all the other grade levels will be having like art or PE during the weeks and they just won't see me at all. Um, So I'll have kindergarten and fifth grade for those five days that week. And then, and then next week I'll have kindergarten again, but then instead of having fifth grade, I'll have first grade. And then the following week, I think it's like first grade and second grade. So usually I have like a grade level two weeks in a row, but then like, I don't think I see them again again, for maybe another six weeks, I'd have to look at the schedule to know for sure. But um, over the course of a semester, I will see every grade level, six weeks. Mm -hmm. Which, um, if you're, you know, kind of accounting for days off, and that kind of thing works out to be over 20 lessons. Okay, um, which is more than what I'd see them if I were in person with them. That's true. Um, But granted, they're going to be, they're not going to be full 50 minute lessons, right? Because the students. Right. And some
1: of them are self-paced.
0: Yes. Okay. So that's the other thing. And that's something that we weren't exactly told. um, This is the way you have to do things. So there is some like flexibility there. Um, We kind of, so there's four of us at the elementary music level who are doing CDL and we've been collaborating every day, which is awesome. And we kind of decided that we would do of the five days a week, we would have one lesson that's uh, synchronous and four lessons that are asynchronous. And like, so like, let's say if uh, I usually have about four sections of each grade level. So like maybe Monday I actually don't have any synchronous lessons, but Tuesday I do a synchronous lesson with kindergarten and a synchronous lesson with fifth grade Wednesday, I do two more synchronous lessons, but they're with two different sections. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how we've wrapped our minds around it. But we're also waiting on like the special schedule, like what what times of day do they have op- open that we could video conference with them, and that kind of thing. So we're still, you know, waiting some details. But it's totally different than than um, what we've done before. Just having mm-hmm. like five days in a row or five lessons in a row, but then you don't see them. So it'll be really interesting to see like retention level, you know, what is the difference I wonder between like um, when you see students once a week and they wait, you know, six or I seven I think days it's going to
1: be such an interesting experiment.
0: Yeah. And
1: I have to say sometimes you uh, downplay all of your strengths. And of course, some of your reason for applying has to do with the health of your family. Mm -hmm. And that is legit. And you don't have to explain that to anyone. But you are so perfect for this scenario because of all your skills and technology, your flexibility. Mm -hmm. You're going to see this as a chance to innovate, which I think is really cool. But I don't think there's just one reason. That you that's apply. true. I
0: do really love technology and I love a challenge. I was actually just talking to my husband Scott about that, that like, I really enjoy all of this work. It's just so different. Mm-hmm. And it's like trying to like wrap my mind around like, okay, how long is it going to take me? Because there's like a lot of videos I have to make. And that's something yes. that, you know, like teaching in person for sure has its own challenges, especially right now. But then teaching yes. virtually, I'm like, okay, how much time do I need a lot to make all of these videos and then to compress them and upload them? And, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I it's totally different. agree. It's Most different.
1: of the spring, I was just wishing I could just go to work. Yeah. It's easier in a lot of ways to just right. go and do the thing. <laughs> right. right. But I think you're going to be great. You will rise to the challenge.
0: Thank you. But then you being in person, I think you're going to have challenges that I don't. So I mean, it's it's kind of like oh, for sure, for sure, yeah. So that's in a nutshell <laughs> what our situations are. Um, but like I said, we have these two weeks to prepare, which is a blessing. Um, so Katie, what are you doing to prepare? Like, what is happening in your classroom right now? And we also like you are at a new building, not a new to you building, but you're right. full time at one building.
1: Right. So um, I'm really, really excited for our four CDL teachers. We ended up having four teachers from our district. All four had applied. They wanted this role. Mm -hmm. And one of them was at a building that I have traveled to for five years of my seven years in the district. So um, when that position became available for the year, I really – felt like i i mean it just would have been silly for me not to go there all the relationships are there i've been teaching long enough there that i know families um through multiple children in in a family so it just made the most sense to be there but i am in what we affectionately call the big room so yeah um, adjusting to being in the large music room rather than being on the stage I I tend to be an organizer, and I am the type of person that can't really get started on something until I have a clean desk. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also extended to decluttering the storage room and right. decluttering um, some other things. And you know, the the music teacher that has been there for several years is lovely. But so much of what she had out is not applicable to the hybrid model. So some of it was just reorganizing based off of what is possible. Right. Um, because I didn't want things out on display uh, that they wouldn't really be able to use. So um, I've spent the last two days doing that mm-hmm. and some district PD and some meeting. I, I did do a socially distanced in-person meeting with, the special areas team mm-hmm. um, to see if we could find some commonalities and ways that we could be consistent as a team to make the transition e- easier for kids. But mostly, I've just been setting up the space so that I can think about what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my biggest triumph today was that both of our music stand racks now fit in the storage closet. Woo-hoo. I know. I felt really excited. It was like adult Jenga. Um, right. So, Is
0: that storage closet as big as like my storage closet? Yes. Yeah. So that's impressive.
1: Yes. <laughs> and I can still open every one of the doors.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's so, great. So,
1: you know, it was kind of like that scene in the Tom Hanks movie where he's stranded and he makes fire. <laughs> that's the point. That's how I felt when I got the second music stand rack into the storage closet. Right.
0: Um,
1: So yeah, I I really have had to just give myself time to do that. And I, I set a boundary the last two days um, that I wasn't going to do schoolwork in the evening. Last night I even left my laptop at school today. I'm only using my laptop because I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, just Establishing some boundaries so that I have time to recharge, and because I think that was one of the hardest things for me, was working at home uh, really was a challenge for me when it came to shutting off. Yes. so I am really enjoying getting back to that sense of, okay, my day is now complete, my work day is complete.
0: right.
1: Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm making big strides. I think tomorrow I'll start really thinking about lesson plans and and best practice
0: yeah and can you talk about um you showed me a picture today or actually i think we were on a video conference and you showed me how you had your classroom set up can you talk a little bit about that with like the chairs and the xylophones
1: yes um, i am kind of evolving a plan it, it will probably change but right now my largest class is 14 students so I socially distanced the chairs six feet um, and put tape down, used um, electrical tape that the custodian was okay with to mark the front, where the front of the chair should stay so that the child, each student has a marker of where they should try to keep their chair. Um, so there are 14 chairs out. I put poly spots underneath because, and they're five different colors and of course 14 of them. And I think tomorrow I'm going to take Sharpie and number them so that I could ask students by color or by number to do certain things Mm -hmm. um, just to keep things fresh. And I also put uh, a barred instrument behind each chair with the idea that they would have to get up and walk around behind the chair to use it. Mm -hmm. So they would play standing up because they're on they're on the little wheelie mm-hmm. folders yeah. anyway, um, and then hopefully only have to clean the mallets. Mm-hmm. And each instrument, each chair also has a a drum, like a hand drum or okay. a cubano.
0: And did you like put that like? Underneath the chair, or I guess the tubano would go in front. The
1: tubanos of go to the side, yeah. But I have a couple that um, then would go underneath the chair, and they're nice posture chairs, so I feel like they'll be really comfortable for kids. Okay. Um, of course, I'd love for them to be on the floor, and I'm really going to miss being in a circle. But those are not things we can do right now. Right. I also um, have ukuleles, and um, my fourth graders are in the morning, and my fifth graders are in the afternoon. So I'm really hoping that I can use them in the morning, wipe them down, Mm -hmm. and then potentially use them in the afternoon. But those don't need to be at the chairs all the time, obviously. So um, that can be something that can be handed to students by me. Mm -hmm. And then I have a rack by their exit door Mm -hmm. that I'm thinking they can put the material as I call them to line up. And then that will be a reminder, a visual reminder to me that that's something that needs to be cleaned before another student can use it. So yeah, just kind of working through not only the instructional space, but also a logical flow because our building and I believe all the elementary buildings are even giving a flow pattern to the hallway. Mm -hmm. So um, everyone enters from the left. Our, our, elementary school is essentially a circle with all the special classrooms in the middle of that circle, like a nucleus. So, um, they have to, they have to enter from the door closer to the lobby. So Aileen, if you can visualize that, mm-hmm. they have to come in that way. And then they would, they have to leave on the way out to the cafeteria. So that yeah. sort of dictated my flow as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and it'll probably change. I still don't have a a full understanding of how to clean the Tubanos without damaging them. Right. So there are some things I need to work out, but we will figure it out.
0: Right. Okay. All right. And then what I'm doing to prepare um, looks a lot different. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I have been... Um, Like I said, doing collaborative video conferences, not only with the three other CDL teachers, but also with the Unified Arts team, Mm -hmm. um, with the art and the PE teachers, which has been helpful. Um, Tomorrow we have a video conference where we're going to like do some tech tutorials with each other. So about like embedding virtual classrooms into Schoology and that kind of thing. Um, But I've also, the room I'm sitting in right now as I record this is what we call in my house the fireplace room because there's a fireplace in there. <laughs> I've seen that room. <laughs> yeah, so we have like a split level, and it's just a room that we don't use all that often. So I have a back room in my basement that I have often like recorded in. Like I have a like a backdrop with like a um, stand for the backdrop that I have set up right now in the basement, but the water heater comes on every 10 or so minutes and is rather noisy. (laughs) Um, So not super ideal for like synchronous, you know, lessons. So I decided to use the fireplace room. So like yesterday, um, it was a mess. So yesterday I was just like, you know, kind of like cleaning up the junk that was in here. And then tomorrow I'm hoping to... We also had our kitchen renovated, so I'm going to continue to bring up stuff to the kitchen that never got to the kitchen. Yes, sure. It's a whole other story having your kitchen renovated when there's a pandemic, but (laughs) successfully. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, I think my husband and I are going to, we have like this big table in here that we're going to move out of here so that I have more space to have like the video backdrop and a desk and, you know, or like some kind of table. Um, So yeah, I'm like converting this into like my virtual classroom. So I've been watching some videos about how to do that well. And I've been creating a lot of lessons that that's really the bulk of it is Mm -hmm. like creating videos. And then um, like, I've been using Nearpod for a lot of the lessons, but a lot of times I can't just like create a video and then upload it to Nearpod. I actually have to compress it after I um, make the video before I upload it to Nearpod because Nearpod will otherwise tell me that the the video is too big.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So just like like techy things like that, where I you know, so the
1: total you know, opposite of what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, I mean it's totally different. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of sitting in front of my laptop and like making the video and figuring out where it goes and and also just figuring out like the flow for I have these five lessons a week what am I going to focus on and like my initial thought was like yeah this would be really good for like unit teaching and so Mm -hmm. then I was like but then I was trying to wrap my mind around like my original thought was I would have like just looking at like the asynchronous lessons like asynchronous lesson one could be like more of a community building lesson asynchronous lesson two could be rhythm asynchronous lesson three could be melody and asynchronous lesson four could be like choice based that was my original thought and then in our collaborations Ashley is another CDL teacher with me who's a, a teacher in the district and she's just like full of like really positive energy. I love her um, and yes. she had this idea for doing the um, Asynchronous lessons each based around like a different strand of the standards so the okay. Ohio um, The state of Ohio music standards haven't been finalized quite yet, but we're moving to having four strands which would be performing creating, responding and connecting. Mm-hmm. So she had that idea. And I was like, okay, so it's kind of similar to my idea, my original idea, because it, it's like a themed lesson, you know, themed idea for each day. So I was like, okay, that's a really cool idea. So I sat down and once again, revamped all my lessons and decided, okay, maybe I'll try that. We're like, <laughs> the first rotation I have with them that first week, I'll be focused mostly on rhythm and like a little bit of other stuff. And then like maybe in the next rotation could be melody. And maybe in the next rotation, let's say it's like fourth grade, it could be instruments of the orchestra. Not sure. that I won't like be, you know, during the instruments of the orchestra unit that I won't be talking about rhythm at all. Like for sure I will. For but sure. that would be like more of a primary focus. So I think that's where I'm headed. I think that's what I'm going to try. And like in um the first, you know, that first rotation, like I do like a rules and routines kind of lesson. So, Mm -hmm. um, but like in the next lesson, if I'm looking at performing, then we can do some literacy stuff, like, um, for second grade reviewing Ta and Titi, let's say. And then like in the creating lesson, they can compose and do some body percussion with ta, Ta and Titi. And then in the, uh, responding and connecting lesson, maybe it's like, if that one is kind of choice based. So I'm doing some like virtual classrooms and some thing links and maybe some musical choice boards. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm headed right now, but like just to put all that together, knowing like what I'm going to do every single day and how it will all fit together and then uploading them mm-hmm. to the correct platform to Nearpod and then to put into Schoology, like it's just kind of time consuming. <laughs> yes.
1: I think the collaboration you're having as a team is so robust though. It's,
0: Yes. It's so cool to hear. Yeah. Like it's because typically as a music team, you know, you have a traveler at your building, but you might not have very much planning time with them at all. And we're not like this at all. Yeah. This is like, let's sit for an hour and just like throw around ideas. It's, it's really awesome. Um, so I think the four of us are going to learn a lot and I'm sure all of you who are doing social distance teaching will learn a lot, too. So I think that there will be some, uh, if I'm putting a positive spin on it, I think that there will be some um, cool lessons.
1: Well, and I think, you know, given, given the fact that um, at some point during the year, I would imagine that we will also be remote. I think we're, we're going to be gaining so much from all of the work that the four of you have done.
0: Yeah yeah we'll um, share, and yeah. it's
1: so great that we'll have a teammate to just lean on, yeah, um, and ask questions because you've been given this time. It's just really beautiful, yeah, I, I think it's really great. It's a cool opportunity,
0: yeah, for sure. So on that note, what is something that you are looking forward to with this new environment?
1: i i you know you were uh, sort of prepping me ahead of time so I had some time to think about it and I think it's come up in the past that we have this principle that often talks about big rocks Mm -hmm. and I just think this is such a cool opportunity to really evaluate our why and lean in on the process of making music we can't do performances so Mm -hmm. that can't you know a lot of our, a lot of the things that we do because it's been done that way, um, really, really aren't sustainable this year. So, it's a, it's kind of a nice bird's eye view of what, what are the non-negotiables? What, what do I care so deeply about that I'm going to make sure it happens and then rebuild next year when hopefully there's a, there's a vaccine. So, right, um, I'm really excited not to have. Really, any pressure put on us, our our district has given us so much grace, um, and I think have really given us permission to be innovative, creative, outside the box. I, I know those of us that are in person we're being encouraged to go outside, which is kind of cool.
0: Yeah, um,
1: so that we can sing and and not worry about that or mm-hmm. um, or just to get the kids outside. Um, so that there, there's a, a lightness to their day. Um, and then obviously in your situation, it's all, it's all innovation. Right. So I think that that's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see what several of our colleagues go back to. I don't think we'll go back to the same programming
0: right?
1: that we've always done. You know, this will be a, a good time. And I think, um, you and I have been going down a little bit of an equity and inclusion journey Mm -hmm. together. Right. Um, And also evolving our philosophies. Both of us have Kodai certification, but I think that that's ever evolving and it should be right. Yeah. So um, I just, I just think that this is going to be a really interesting time to grow and evolve.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like it's so funny because when I think about like the, um, podcast that we probably did like last year, like where we were working on Dominican and Mm -hmm. I was talking about like all these lesson plans that I was like writing ahead of time, which I'm not saying that's not a useful process to have like lessons that you know will work really well that you can reuse again um, and tweak as you need to. I was never just like completely reusing them. I was always tweaking but I loved that idea of having just like this library of lessons where I could just pull a lesson and look at it and be like, yes, perfect. Or I'm going to tweak this or I'm going to change this or whatever. Um, sure. But between COVID and um, <laughs> the work that we need to do with anti-racism um, and decentering whiteness, because you and I both took are taking the, the class with Nissa Brown and Karen Howard.
1: Yes. It's exceptional.
0: Um, it's great for decentering whiteness. And we can put a link to that in the show notes, um, which if you go to com slash fall, you will find the show notes. So yeah, between those two, between COVID and just uh, my eyes being opened up to how much more work I need to do with decentering whiteness and anti-racism. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized, okay, I need, not that I, I'm not saying I need to scrap everything, but sure. I need to, especially this year, completely rethink, <laughs> like just because a part, a, partly because of the format, but also just to make sure that everything that I'm teaching is um, promoting equity,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: inclusion, And then also, like, looking forward to, like, okay, next year. Like, once, hopefully, fingers (laughs) crossed, we are vaccinated and can go back to, quote, unquote, life as normal. Okay, so some of our 30%-ish of our students will have been online the whole year. And then the rest of the students may be in person part of the year and online another part of the year and like i mean where do you even pick up you know and that's like a whole other podcast episode once we're vaccinated we'll we'll, we'll have that episode so like, right well yeah. and this is right.
1: another other thing that i'm thankful for and i look forward to is that our district pd this year is around the topic of sense of belonging cuz i think that that yeah. will be the central focus right when yeah. we get our kids back whether they were hybrid or in person or cdl Um, or whether they were homeschooled for that year and then brought back to the district. Right. Um, some of our students are even going to like Catholic schools for the year because their class sizes are small enough. They can offer five days. We're going to have the gamut, right. Of, 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 of experiences coming back to our classroom. And I think we just have to rely on our ability to build a relationship first. And that, you know, because we need that to make music anyway at least music that, that means something to us. Right. Right. So we're going to do it. We're going to figure it out.
0: Yeah. And I also think that like you, you, briefly talked about this, that with both of us being Kodai trained, mm-hmm. um, that I'm rethinking and so value being Kodai trained, mm-hmm. um, so value what the Kodai philosophy has given me and has taught me and has taught my students. Um, but I think that being Kodai trained, um, there was a pretty big emphasis going through my training, at least, um, mm-hmm. on concept, on where the students are. What do they know? Yeah. Where are they going? And that's like, you know, I'm a cur- curriculum geek. So, like, uh, it's totally up my alley. And yeah, curriculum is really important. But... <laughs> just just thinking about like, okay, in the future, like where are they at? Like who, you know, once we're all back, who knows, you know? So like, then where do you begin? So I I think that's like, it's giving me a little bit of anxiety, but but I'm also like ready for the challenge of like, okay, let's just do what we can and build relationships first. And then like, what if we'll see what the future holds. <laughs> yes.
1: And I think, I think our philosophy, sometimes we get hung up on the sequential piece of it. But the other major tenant is that every child deserves quality music. And so if we are still allowing ourselves to be experts in the room and choose things that we deem as quality, then we are still serving that philosophy. We're still living that philosophy. Yeah. So it might look a little different this year, but I don't, I don't think that that's a rejection of. Of our training.
0: Yeah. And I think it's also going to look different, not just because of um, COVID, but also because of the decentering whiteness piece. Yes. Too. So yes. Um, yeah, there's a lot of just like shifting paradigms. Yeah,
1: it's a yeah. reframe. Yeah. For sure. Yeah.
0: So I had a couple other questions, but I kind of feel like we covered everything. <laughs> I know. We just started talking and there you go. That's where we're at. Is there anything else that you want to add? You know, I've been thinking a lot
1: about um, anxiety and what you've talked about. And I think, you know, for anyone listening, I, one thing that I, I just want people to remember because I'm trying to remind myself is that we ourselves are a limited resource and we're allowed to protect that however we decide we need to protect that. So, like, for me, it's been setting stronger ba- boundaries. But our resilience, our time, um, our energy, our ability to make decisions, they're, they're just all limited resources. Yeah. And it's okay to, like, hit that wall and say, okay, I'm done for today. <laughs> I've really, I really – I need to hear that or tell myself that just about every day right
0: now yes and I think too I think what's been a struggle for everybody is just there's so much that we don't know um even though school starts in like a week and a half like there's so much that we still don't know um so we interviewed
1: music teachers
0: today we We still needed team members for my building (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. We just keep saying to each other, this I is know. crazy. This I is know. crazy. I, I do.
1: The uh, brain, like the brain frying emoji is yes. like at the top of my
0: yeah. favorites right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've, yeah. There's been a lot of change. <laughs> um, but I think like if we can look to the future look, I don't know, day by day even, and just give ourselves grace that we don't know all the answers. Like, you know, we're asking our administrators, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? (laughs) I know in a lot of, in my meetings, it's been like, well, we'll write that question down. We'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. So like, don't feel like you have to know all the answers. um, And that you have to know exactly what you're doing. I think this is going to feel a lot like the first year for a lot of us mm-hmm. even though I'm going in, into my 22nd year of teaching it's it's going to feel right. like the first year in some ways um I think especially for those of you who are in person socially distancing I I feel like there's just so much new newness to what you're doing um and to just like like I said just give yourself that grace and mm-hmm. do the best you can and 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 build those positive relationships with students and if you do that, you're doing an awesome job.
1: Yay. And I mean, hopefully you have small classes like I'll be having and I think that's an opportunity. It'll be really cool to have small groups that I can actually get to know. Yes. Yes. We'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah, we'll just have to have another podcast episode in a little bit after we <laughs> start <of> the year. <laughs> how it's going yeah all right do you want to talk about what we're consuming sure
1: all right do you want to go so I will I'll go um I was able to really enjoy and dive into uh, NIssa and Karen's work through decentering whiteness that that course was just fantastic, and my district also supported me um, and several other colleagues in attending a virtual conference. Um, it was the third teaching black history conference out of Georgia. Um, and it was excellent. It was, it was really wonderful. And I was very excited that at that virtual conference, there were also some opportunities to connect, um, music to teaching black history. Mm -hmm. And, um, one of the clinicians, I don't know if I would call them presenters, Mm -hmm. um, talked about the, idea of hip-hop being cultural we think of it as being music but really it's also graffiti it's also b-boy it's also um really a sense of belonging also the idea that you feel confident enough to share your art right so um she suggested a show that's on netflix um it was from 2015 called the get down okay I'm not and yeah i hadn't heard of it either even though i'm I had a mild obsession with the director when I was in my early 20s, because uh, it's directed by Baz Luhrmann, who did the yeah, 90, yeah the 90s version of Romeo and Juliet, and mm-hmm. also did Moulin Rouge, which was like one of my favorite mm-hmm. movies in college.
0: Lush. Yeah. Oh, I
1: love it. Yeah. I, when I worked at World Market for many years, my, my friend and I, when we worked there, used to sing all the duets while we were cleaning up the store, so <laughs> Baz Lerman that. has a special place in my heart, uh-huh. so it is it is centered around the idea of um, like historical fiction of 19, late 1970s Bronx and these young kids, two of which are children of Will Smith okay. Um are Involved with and and like make music with Grandmaster Flash, so he's the only like real person. And what's interesting is they did a really good job. It is kind of like a good impression or personification of, of his character from what I've seen in interviews of him. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it it. There's a whole episode about like the use of the crayon when it comes to turntable. So I never realized that that's what, um, DJs do when they're, when they're going to switch to the other vinyl record, they'll mark it with crayons. So they know where to stop when they scratch.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. So it was really interesting because I actually learned a lot in the first few episodes. And then of course it, it turns into more of like a narrative story arc, which is also really entertaining, Mm -hmm. but, um, The first few episodes really do kind of have this historical context and um,
0: it's really fun. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. That sounds really cool.
1: (laughs) Don't watch it with your kids.
0: (laughs) Good to know. Is it... Not okay for families. Yeah. Is it Jaden Smith? Is he in it? Am I remembering the name right?
1: Yes. It's it's, um, both of Will's boys. I didn't realize... I think he had a child before being married to Jada. Okay. And so it's his older son and then Jaden.
0: Okay. We just, my husband and I just saw Jaden, um, maybe on Conan O'Brien. It was one of the late night shows. Oh, cool. Or Jimmy Fallon. One of those two. And we were like, he's really, he's just got like this really down to earth, um, inviting personality.
1: Yes. And he, that comes through in the show.
0: Yeah. Like he's just. Also,
1: it's, it's narrated by David Diggs. Wow. Like, right before oh. Hamilton blew up.
0: Wow. Okay. So it that. just
1: has so many delightful humans in it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Check it out. I will. Um, so I, probably from watching uh, Conan O'Brien or Jimmy Fallon, or <laughs> we have a cycle of recorded shows of Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, um, Conan O'Brien, and also sometimes... Um, Oh gosh. Steve.
1: Does Steve, Steve Harvey have his own show?
0: No, I'm calling him the wrong name. Steve.
1: Stephen, Stephen Colbert. Steve Colbert. Thank you. I knew it was
0: like Steve Stephen. completely <laughs> went out of my head. Um, okay. So we saw, I want to say it was Jason Bateman was on okay. Conan O'Brien and he talked about this podcast that he's on and I was like, he has a podcast. So I got up my phone and I subscribed to it. So the, um, Podcast is called Smartless. Okay. It's with Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. Uh, Okay. I'm only in my first episode because, okay, you know, like I used to listen to podcasts all the time in the car, but like how often am I driving right now? Right. (laughs) So my podcast listening has gone down a lot. But um, I did start listening to this one and they were interviewing Melissa McCarthy. And yes. it was so entertaining and also like all of them just seem like, again, like really down to earth and just, you know, mm-hmm. like people you could hang out with and, you know, She enjoy. was recently
1: an armchair expert as well oh, and it was I excellent
0: Okay, because that is,
1: that is a podcast I do make time for. I listen to it on my walks a lot.
0: Okay. a good idea. Yeah. so yeah. a few of his that, well, probably quite a lot more than a few, but um, I'm still wanting to listen to, um, Ibram X. Kendi.
1: It is so good.
0: That's what I've heard. It um, is,
1: it is an education.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Okay. So anyway, um, so Smartless with Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, well, mm-hmm. in this particular episode, they interview Melissa McCarthy and it just made me feel like a human again. I don't know. Like <laughs> there's just been so much. I'm writing it lately. down because I could use a human moment. Um, so yeah. That's, that's what I'm consuming. So it was so good to talk to you. Um, and uh, great uh, to talk to you. Kind of go over what's happening so far this year and see what's hopefully touch base again and see how the once first, we know, more weeks go. Yeah. And once we know more.
1: Every day we lo- we know a little bit more.
0: Yes. Each day.
1: <laughs> and now I, have, <laughs> now I have another podcast to listen to. I love it. Yes.
0: And now I have another show to watch. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah. Um, And have a great day. All right. Bye. Bye.